0: Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you'll find insight, analysis, and the story behind the numbers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast on real estate. This is your host, Abhishek Law, and we have Ms. Pushpa Bekter, the Senior Executive Director of DLF, as our guest today. She is responsible for the revenue operations and the customer experience for the overall retail assets, which include six premium and two luxury malls of the company. Ms. Bechter has 30 years of experience and is recognized as one of the industry captains. Currently, she is leading the growth and expansion of DLF's retail footprint across the country, which is set to grow from 4 million square feet to over 8 million square feet in the next few years. Welcome, Ms. Bechter, to Business Line State of the Economy podcast. Good morning, Abhishek. Um, so first questions, obviously, is what is the outlook for the retail sector post-COVID? How has recoveries been, let's say, for the market as well as for DLN? Uh
1: Well, Abhishek, actually, the retail rebound has been extremely strong. The first uh, year, which is last year, post-COVID, uh, there was an understanding that maybe it's revenge buying. And um, we actually closed the year 30% from a sales point of view pre-COVID. It's not been uh, a small jump. It's been an extremely good jump. Even the occupancy percentage, we went ahead during COVID and strengthened our portfolio. And uh, so our vacancies was also under 2%. And uh, the sales rebounded. And hence, we started looking at are better rentals um, right from last November onwards, I, if I can put a timeline to it. Now, let me give you an understanding of each category. Luxury had rebound the most. Even during COVID, they performed very well. Uh, as luxury does during a pandemic or during any kind of recession, luxury actually does better. However, we thought it there will be a dip post the international travel opening up. And uh, fortunately, what's really happened is um, many of the luxury buyers have actually experienced Indian luxury stores like at Emporio and Chanakya for the first time. They would actually earlier on probably shop at uh, Dubai or London. Now they experience the customer service, they experience the merchandise, and more importantly, the price difference being just around 15% from home country. But because of that, the retention and growth in luxury has been very stable. And even this year, we are seeing strong signals. Then the next category is, of course, the designers, the Indian designers. Wedding had taken a beating. Now, this last couple of years, you know, the weddings that have happened has been record breaking. So (laughs) that industry also has picked up very well. Pre-COVID, we had identified athletic leisure comfort wear as a huge segment to focus on. And uh, we had expanded it across our properties in Cyber Hub, in Mall of India, in Avenue, et cetera. And that bore great fruits for us because during COVID, as you know, everyone uh, looked at uh, athletic leisure wear and comfort wear. So these three categories have been done exceptionally well post-COVID also. And another category that's done really well post-COVID is the food and beverage. Uh, we in our properties, we have over 200 uh, brands. Uh, we are actually the largest in that sense from an F&B point of view. And they have done extremely well because people wanted to just hang out, be in communities, really enjoy a good time. So anything that I would say has a YOLO effect, which is you only live once, uh, they have all done really well. This year also, the start of the year has been after a very, very aggressive year last year, we saw April until 15th May, a little moderation in sales. And uh, we were getting a little concerned, but 15th May on, we are seeing that the sales has picked up across the portfolio. You know, uh, things are looking up again. I would say that maybe we don't see that aggressive a growth as we saw last year from a growth point of view, but uh, our anticipation is from October this year, uh, the growth will be extremely aggressive yet again.
0: Okay, I had saved this question for the last one, but I think I'll put it up now. So this pickup that you're seeing post May 15th, is it primarily driven by early end of season sales? And exactly what are the buying patterns you see right now?
1: Okay, so it's interesting because it's just about happening and we are seeing what the trends are. The early trends indicate that there was a big merchandise pileup at the retail Fraternity level because they had merchandised and uh, manufactured. Looking at the extremely strong sales across the retailers, their um, growth and expansion was rather aggressive since the past twelve months, and hence the inventory pileup was there. Uh, we were anticipating an early sale, and that is what's happened. From fifteenth May on, we are seeing that the customers have come back. Yes, there's summer vacation, etc. But customers have also gone out for international travel and domestic travel this year quite aggressively because um, it's, you know, last year there were a lot of fence sitters. This year, um, you could genuinely see that people had uh, gone overseas for their, um, tr- you know, international travel, holidays, et cetera. In spite of it, from 15th May on, we started seeing uh, green shoots. The retailers indicated to us that they would go on an early sale, which is what they have done. And you see most of uh, our properties now, most of the brands are on full sale, including Zara, et cetera. When I see the aggression in the sale, I do think that there is an inventory pileup. That's the thing, and they want to offload it. It's a quite an aggressive offer. You should go out and see the deals there that you're getting. Uh, the second is the fact that, you know, we also see people coming back from their holidays and hence their sort of the back to school, the back to work, um, shopping is happening. These are the two things, I would say great offers and people are gearing back for the year. Uh,
0: how does this impact your expansion plans? since you're saying that you're expecting pick up October onwards? It's still, let's say, a good season with the end of season being moved up how 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 do you plan out your expansion plans now you have been I mean, saying that you want look to get
1: expansion plan abhishek looking at a quarter right you just can't mm-hmm. you have to look at the macro economy and mm-hmm. so let's look at what has happened and what's covid done for retail
0: mm-hmm. what
1: covid did is that most people went shops were shut but the when the shops were shut online was aggressive in India, across the board, people missed the sense of touch and feel shopping and physical mm. experiences. They missed it a lot. And the entire uh, first question, you know, what it really tells is that the consumer likes that interaction, likes the community sense, and also likes experiences, um, you know, and they're not very insular. and they, I think that is the sense that one gets. And today we are Uh, We are seeing in the next 10 years to be the year of retail because uh, the decade of retail purely because of two things. One, the economy is very strong, as you know, and the economy is only getting stronger by the day. Uh, We are seeing, um, you know, there was talk about inflation, but at the retail end, uh, we are seeing that uh, people are actually looking at living a good life for them, a larger home a better life and living for the present has become a consumer state of mind. This is in a way like what US experienced around three, four decades back when people moved into larger homes and there was a boom in retail across the United States. Um, We are seeing a similar thing. China during its great days, again, saw a similar boom. We actually are at the cusp of that boom. So when there is a retail boom that we can clearly see as an indicator, not going by any quarter or two, we uh, have to be as a leader in the forefront. And hence, our expansion plan was uh, envisaged during COVID. Even before COVID, we were discussing and talking about it. And uh, we are in the process of actually constructing three projects. What I would like to say is that this is a decade for retail. And uh, we need to take advantage of the fact that we've created markets. We've actually, the way I look at it, the past 17 years, transformed the quality of living in Delhi and CR through our projects. So we can only take this as a platform. And, um, you know, our, our vision is to double this portfolio over the next four,
0: five years. The other question is, as you, as you pointed out, some of the trends. Is, is this any particular trend that you see happening now? I mean, as you said, Athleisure is doing well, F and B picked up. These were very typical post-COVID trends. But now that we are practically out of COVID, I'm keeping my fingers crossed on that. So what are the trends that have emerged? Trends carrying on? Are they the same strong ones that you saw during COVID? Are they as strong as they were in COVID?
1: Athleisure continues to be doing well. It's not showing the crazy numbers that it was, but it continues to do well because I think health and fitness is now a consumer mindset change, number one. Number two, uh, food and beverage is continue. I will say that will be one trend that will follow because uh, people are ready to explore. They are ready to sort of imbibe new cuisines. And we developed Commons at Avenue. That's been a great hit mm-hmm. because it's it's really sure that, yes, malls need not be just about shopping. It can also be about curating this wonderful A lot of uh, different kinds of cuisines, uh, very well housed. And we did not do a food court there. We just did commons. So, and that was well received. That also uh, showed that, you know, the mix is changing. One trend that will continue. Then, of course, as I said, uh, luxury will continue to be strong. Because as millennials are moving into having a very strong buying power, remember, digital first That means people discover digitally, but shop physically has become a reality. And so luxury is benefiting from that reality. People love uh, what's the latest trends in luxury, et cetera, but they come in to shop physically. So that's another trend. The fourth, I would say, is that people are looking for experiences. So we in our malls, we are looking at how do we curate programmable uh, spaces week on week so that curation has become very important and that's become sort of uh, one of the uh, basics when it comes to mall curation. We can't just depend on shopping. People are looking for that extra and we'll also have to keep developing
0: those extras. Right. And um, so obviously one question here, since this is quite a rosy, a nice picture for the retail is the rental. Um, Also considering that there is some slowdown headwinds. So are people willing for rentals, willing to go for better rentals?
1: We in DLF had always gone in for a minimum guarantee revenue share sort of an approach. Hmm. From last year to this year, we are anticipating almost a 20% growth across the portfolio, which is aggressive growth. This can only come in if we actually reset rentals across,
0: whenever Mm -hmm. we have the
1: opportunity. See, Delhi NCR is a high consumption space and Delhi NCR is landlocked. There isn't any other project that's coming up because it can't, you know, there's no land. Uh, And if the consumption is extremely high, we do believe that there is a headroom for rental increase. And we have been doing that consistently since last November. Uh, whenever we have opportunities of deed and leases, etc., we are asking for up to around 30% more, sometimes even 40% more, but on an average, around 25 to 30% more rentals than previous times. And people are willing to pay because they see value. People will, will only pay rentals, Abhishek, if they see sales, if they see potential, no one's going to go into a space which mm-hmm. is a negative EBITDA. And so rentals have been going northwards in our portfolio since last
0: October, November. And since you're also talking of expanding out of Delhi NCR, like your Goa projects, some of your Chennai projects, is the rental an issue there? Or can you command similar rentals of Delhi NCR there? No, office
1: amenity is a different ballgame. Office amenity, the entire thing is how do we create spaces which are value cuisine, uh, from a food point of view, value in terms of wellness, in terms of business centers, uh, business hubs, so and and food hubs. So there uh, we do command rentals, but we cannot command to the extent that we command in malls at this point in time. Uh, going forward, we will be able to uh, command those rentals, provided we are able to generate those sales for the tenants. Right? Ultimately, it's about um, you know proven products.
0: Right. And um, since we are almost at the end of my of this podcast, so I'll ask with one simple uh, question today, when you talk about experiences, you said that it's in luxury, at least it's digitally discovering first and coming physically and buying from the stores which is driving. But is this the case for other segments also considering your mall, mall portfolio is spread out? And you also have these strong influencers who play a role in what is the trend there? The
1: trend is similar. Discovering digitally and shopping physically is a, an across-the-board trend. See, there was a huge uh, shift, as you know, for some of the commodity brands which went online, which went into discounting. But we are seeing increasingly consumers coming back. And in fact, uh, the omni channel is a space which is working very well. That means um, in any retail group. You ask them, they'll say, okay, we have around 12% online, but we do not want to neglect offline because offline is the one that gives us the real uh, number growth. And so what that tells you and tells us is that uh, the omni-channel buying pattern of consumers will continue. People will continue to discover digitally and choose what to shop physically and what not to and in this, I'll say a huge case point is books we thought had gone completely online, it's come back offline. Uh, same is the case with uh, some of these brands which are at leisure. at leisure. is available online. Why are people coming in physically and shopping so well? Because they want to feel the product. The whole thing of cycles of return, etc. is quite cumbersome. People will continue to choose what they want to do for any particular product type, but uh, I think it's a good play and a balance between both online and offline. And hence, discovering digitally will always be the case, but they would, you know, then choose to shop physically. And there's no replacement to authenticity and true uh, consumer trend watching. Uh, there is no replacement to that. And this is uh, you know, retail, the only constant is change. That's the only constant.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> Right. That was all from my end, ma'am. And thank you for your time and thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you.